The very idea of law originates in men's natural rights. There is no other standard than natural rights by which civil law can be measured. Law has always been the name of that rule or principle of justice which protects those rights. Thus we speak of natural law. That is Lysander Spooner. Folks, we can have justice systems. We can have systems of rules that are aligned in natural rights. As long as the overarching hierarchy is natural law, natural laws of nature, of objective morality, and not human rulership. Like Spooner said, law originates in humans, men's, it says, you know, this is a long time ago, but humans' natural rights. There is no other standard than natural rights by which civil law can be measured. Any law that doesn't measure up to natural rights, folks, is a law that no one, is a rule called a law that no one is obligated to abide by and no one should enforce. That's the principle of justice. And we can have justice systems based in this, folks. We don't need to have a proxy ruling class of humans. We have an overarching ruling entity, which is natural justice, natural law. And we align with that. And we align our justice systems. We can have, we can have justice systems. Mostly, I would suggest localized. The only thing connecting all justice systems would be the understanding of objective morality and natural rights, which is thus we speak of natural law. Hello, anyone out there that's listening? This is another Natural Law podcast episode on Anchor Spotify. This is episode number 73. My name is Bill Hoy. My website is willhoy.com, W-I-L-L-H-O-E-Y.com. It's May 2022. Once again, Natural Law, episode 73, and I'm Bill Hoy. And just want to mention that timeless quote by Lysander Spooner from his book, The Unconstitutionality of Slavery, that I've used in so many of my works, and I mentioned, I uh, read it in the last podcast, and uh, some of the concepts I talked about in that little reading, I'm gonna be uh, talking about here in this episode of Justice Systems. But first, I wanna get to something. And this, 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 this is real bad shit, okay? And this, this is bad news and we gotta we, we gotta wake up to this we Americans this is an American thing I'll just get right to it the Department of Homeland Security has a new program to make sure we all get truthful information and from what I know it's called the disinformation board what many are calling the Ministry of Truth and this is this is really bad 
This is really bad. On top of all the other bad things. But this, we, we, we have to wake up to this. And we have to, we have to stand up and say no to this. And there are people out there that are standing up to this. We need everybody to stand up to this. And you stand up to this by refusing to support it and informing others of just how serious this is. A centralized agency to tell the population what the truth is. If that's not complete and total tyranny, I don't know what is. Okay, this is just a little excerpt from the March 2nd, 2022 feedback article, the response to freedom versus tyranny, the article that I wrote. And I read both of these articles in the last episode, episode 72. And I want to read a little excerpt here talking about this disinformation board. You don't think there's going to be people that are going to support this? Let me read this. This is from this guy, Ralph Thayer. He says, uh, what's even more disturbing is that those fulminating these attacks, I forget exactly what he was talking about there, but that's not the point here. He continues, are not passive parties simply passing on information, okay? He, says, he then says, they are people and organizations deliberately passing on disinformation to a gullible populace and making a ton of money doing it. In this information age, it doesn't matter if the information is true or not. This is Ralph saying this. This is Ralph's response to my freedom versus tyranny. In the last sentence, what matters is how many eyeballs you can get glued to your screen and how many donations you can collect. And folks, there are tens of millions of people who think right along these lines. I mean, here, here you have him. He's, he's talking about deliberately passing on disinformation. He's, I mean, these kind of people are absolutely going to be in favor of this disinformation board. And how many people, I mean, you could even go from tens of millions to maybe even hundreds of millions, really, with with, with the people that may either, either support this disinformation board or just be willing to look the other way as long as this disinformation board doesn't mess with their subjectively moral worldviews. This is very serious. There are going to be Americans that are going to be supporting us. Better wake up. All right. So um, I'm also uh, going to continue here. I'm going to make a quick point in a review of the last episode and the resistance to freedom which was the theme of the last episode. And this uh, the article, uh, Ralph's article that I just uh, read that little excerpt from uh, in that article, the response to freedom versus tyranny, my original article, uh, Ralph mentions several tyrannical instances, such as not allowing women to vote, not considering women citizens, not considering dark skinned people or native tribes as citizens and women being wards of their husbands. And this is all tyrannical. He was correct there. However, while these tyrannical activities were being overturned, more injustices were being created. In addition, some injustices were already in place. Many of the formerly created rules called laws and the newly created rules involved ownership of human property. Okay, o ownership of humans as property. I'm gonna get into this. 
American society was not becoming more moral because the new injustices being created were negating the forward progress of consciousness. Okay? And just because there's some good things going on, you know, some moral things, you know, allowing women to vote and dark-skinned people and native tribes to vote and become citizens and all that stuff, there were other rules in place uh, and and being continuing to be made that were were stripping people of ownership of their bodily sovereignty of 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 their time and, and energy spent and and it, 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 the implications are, are, are huge and the immorality absolutely outweighs the morality and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get to that. Um, I just want to finish the bullet point. Americans were taking one step forward and then two steps back, the metaphor there. Um, I would say maybe at best taking one step forward and one step back, but really I would say two steps back. That's what, these are metaphors, but meaning the moral things that were being done, once again, like I explained, I say women are allowed to vote is absolutely being drowned out by, say, taxation, what they call taxation, the euphemism for robbery, extortion, um, and and allowing someone to vote. I mean, allowing someone to participate in some kind of selection voting process isn't even close to demanding the fruits of someone's labor, to um, demanding that people pay some arbitrary fee for things that they should own. Just de denying people ownership of, of property, ownership of their bodies, ownership of their time and energy, ownership of the resources that they earn. That, that, pay, that, that, that absolutely drowns out allowing someone to vote. I think I'm going to get into this. Um, so I'm going to move on. But I just want to, I just want to mention that uh, those tyrannical things that were mentioned from the last article, and I'm going to talk a little. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. How those things don't even compare to the immoral uh, things that were being that were already going on at the time, like conscription, uh, military conscription, the draft, all that kind of stuff. It's, 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 it pales in comparison. The, the good things, allowing women to vote, dark-skinned people to vote, um, native tribes, uh, all that stuff, be, allowing them to become citizens. Oh, gee, thanks. Now you're now you're an official slave. I mean, pales in comparison to uh, prohibition laws, to taxation rules, call laws, uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm going to get into that. But let me move on. I've got a lot to cover, <clears throat> but I I just wanted to mention that because I'm going to have a little piece later in this episode. But um, that I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to cover that. I, there's just so much stuff to cover, and you know I'm sitting here uh, you know, with the time I have working, you know, being a running a hamster wheel. Like everyone else out there, being a slave, working my 40 plus hours a week, washing dishes in a restaurant, paying federal taxes, supporting pedophilia and child sex trafficking. It's not something I like to do. 
but once again I'm scarcity based system we live under I'm trying to survive as best I can so so I'm gonna get into now you know natural law episode 73 um, and this is the walking the tightrope series and I'm going over justice systems and I'm going to talk about justice today and I think maybe this might be a, a, a couple episodes here with the justice systems um, some of the stuff in this episode I've talked about in prior episodes um, in the last episode I touched on a couple things that I'm going to be going over but I'm just trying to bring this all together trying to bring this all together and offer a solution that nobody's going to listen to but you know what I'm going to put it out there anyway and fuck it you know I don't know it, it's sometimes once I, I've been over this sometimes I just don't even feel like doing this shit but I I continue on so let me start with uh, walking the tightrope series justice systems so uh, first bullet point there's fears that lead to creating injustice to get supposed justice okay there's a lot of paradoxes a lot of paradoxes in our, in our society okay so let me go to the bullet point people mistakenly think that others must be compelled to align with justice and there is some truth to this okay but see here's the problem the primary key is to understand that morality is objective see that's the problem with that yeah we we, we should come compel people to align with justice but it has to be but that has to be aligned with objective morality not subjective morality and and you when you compel people to align with justice under subjective morals and you compel people to align with justice when you have the belief that there's a ruling class and, and an underclass you're 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 going to get coercion and violence when you when you get when you get rid of the belief in a ruling class and people align and understand that morality is universal and objective then when you compel people to align with justice it's in line with morality but when you have a ruling class and and, and you have subjective morals morally relative all I mean there's I mean this whole country I mean this whole world okay and this whole world is morally relative but I'll just speak for America you go all around the country there's all kinds of moral relativism going on all which is just subjective morals different subjective morals everywhere from state to state county to county town to town federal to to state to, to all kinds of shit man it's a sea of, of subjective morals and when we compel people to align with subjective morals and the the the, the legitimacy of a ruling class you, you get immorality and as a society becomes more moral that society becomes more enslaved so I'll continue with the bullet point a society cannot have a true justice system that is relative and then I mentioned maritime law and the law of the land are both relative concepts you can look into you know maritime law I think that's um, like the law of commerce I think and stuff like that and then of course the law of the land which is what I just described the federal law state laws different laws between countries states all that shit 
And once again, folks, as long as those, like I read in the Spooner quote, as long as those rules called laws that humans make are aligned with natural justice, then it's fine. But that's not what we have. I've been over this. You know, like <clears throat> between New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Uh, a woman was coming across the, from Pennsylvania to New Jersey and she had a firearm in her car and in Pennsylvania that's just fine she as long as she I mean I'm not all for this but I'm, I'm just gonna mention just a little relativity here okay I'm not gonna get too deep into this but you know in Pennsylvania she just if a cop pulls her over she just mets, mentions to the cop hey look I have a firearm here and okay you know and everything everything's fine I guess as long as she has a uh, firearms uh, permit and not only I, I'm gonna get a little bit, a bit into that stuff but um come over to New Jersey and she, she gets arrested. She tells the police officer she has a firearm and they, 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 they kidnap her and throw her in a cage just for carrying a, a, a firearm for her self-defense. Not threatening anybody with it, not anything. You're not pointing at anybody. I mean, it's crazy. So that's how you get that relativism. You go to Pennsylvania, you can carry a firearm. Go to New Jersey, you walk around with a firearm on you. The police are going to, you're going to walk out of the store with your firearm by your hip and you're going to have the whole police force with guns drawn pointed at you in New Jersey, whereas in Pennsylvania, it's fine. That's that moral relativism. That's that subjective morals. I've been over that. So I don't want to go too deeply into that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into these concepts. So I'm going to continue with my bullet point. Walking the tightrope is about realizing that we must remove coercion from society. Okay, coercion. See, that's what that turns into. Compelling people to align with justice when people know and understand and align their behaviors with objective universal laws, that, that, that's in line with morality. But when we have subjective morals and the belief in a ruling class, that turns into coercion and violence. Okay, what, what, was, what is good turns into bad and good meaning moral, bad meaning immoral, and it turns into coercion. Okay. We must, to the bullet point, we must be strong enough to forego coercing people to do things that may make sense, despite the fact that coercion via the threat of violence is immoral. That's that's what walking a tightrope's about, okay? That, that, that's walking a tightrope there. Safety. Oh, we, we want to be safe, right? Makes sense. It's safe. Well, if it, if it, if it violates objective moral laws, then whatever safety you get from that actually paradoxically makes you less safe as that as more and more people adopt those kind of ideas that's why we have to walk that tightrope and i'm gonna i'm gonna have some specific explanations i i'm gonna I'm get to that once again got a lot to cover so i'm really trying to move pretty quickly um but we definitely have to forego coercing people to do things that may make sense despite the fact that coercion via the threat of violence is more and it's that wanting wanting that safety oh it makes sense let me tell you something folks <clears throat> any rule in human society that does not align with objective morals does not make fucking sense period that's that's the first check when when we're looking for something to see if it makes sense the first check is objective is it objectively moral that's the first check if that doesn't check then then it doesn't make sense and i don't care how much it does make sense 
in the in respect of safety and stuff like that. And that's what walking a tightrope is about. Those checks, checks and balances, checks and balances. And then, and I got an example here, jury duty. Okay. Um, and I put voluntary here. I'm trying to remember why I put that. Um, I am going to get into that, but I just want, I want to be clear because I'm going to talk a little bit about these concepts. Uh, I'm going to be mentioning jury duty a lot because that's conscription. That's ownership of people. And I want to make this clear that just because I've been summoned to jury duty is not why I'm quote unquote ranting about this. I'm, I'm really trying to make a point here. And this is about, once again, walking a tightrope, justice systems. And that's one of the first steps. I'm going to get to that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I get to that. So jury duty should be voluntary, not, not coercing people. Okay. People think, oh, no, if we don't, if we don't threaten people with violence and no one will do it. Well, then you know what? Then nobody does it then. I mean, those, those fears, those fears, well, we got to get over those fears. If nobody wants to do it, then we got to figure out why, why does nobody want to do this and then correct it. People don't want to do that work. See, that's what I mentioned in the first tightrope episode. Walking a tightrope is about, about work. Walking a tightrope really is just basically harm reduction. Well, it's really what it is. It's simple. I'm just, it's not any revolutionary kind of idea. It's, it's really the same things I've been talking about in all my episodes, just really just trying to bring it into one overarching solution. But I'll continue on the bullet point. People have to understand that the principles of justice apply to individuals and large societies. There are consequences for societies that do not practice justice in line with objective morals. Consequentially, people think that they must threaten people with violence to prevent violence and punish people for violence. That's that insanity. That's that insanity. Like in uh, the criticism, Ralph's criticism of freedom versus tyranny, he, he, the, the, the title was, uh, have we lost our minds? Yeah, we have lost our minds. That, that's, the, that's the epitome of insanity, threatening people with violence to prevent violence and punish people for violence. To the bullet point, the problem is that the process does not get rid of violence. It creates violence. It just changes the name of violence, legitimizes violence. That's the epitome of insanity. Absolute insanity. The idea is to get rid of violence. I mean, I'm not naive. I'm, I don't think violence will ever go away, but we can get rid of 90% of it. Tell you right now, folks, we end the belief in, in human rulership. That'll probably get rid of 90% of the violence right there. And we start aligning with objective morality. This isn't that hard, but folks, I'll tell you, unfortunately, we backed ourselves, you know, metaphorically, we backed ourselves into a corner here. As far as meaning we've just gone so far down the road of human rulership and this human rulership has just morphed, especially very rapidly over the past hundred, even more, maybe two, three hundred years, you know, uh, since the, the American Revolution, I think that was like 250 plus years, um, 
but especially within the last hundred years, it's just morphed into this mega conglomerate where really our whole lives are completely controlled by one example would be like the World Economic Forum. These people like Schwab and and Gates and and all them and they're they're high up on on the uh, dark occult totem pole, but there there's the high priests above them. Okay, and they're they're they got their masters. Well, make no bones about that. But we've just allowed this whole whole ruling class ideological apparatus to just morph into this monster where we've allowed our whole lives to be controlled by these people. You know what the fucking gas prices, you know? That's all manipulated, folks. I've mentioned the gas crisis back in the late 1970s. That was all manipulated. When are we going to wake up? I'm going to move on. Um, so where was I? <clears throat> the, the insanity of violence to stop violence and, and, and punish people for violence. Okay. Um, or punish people with, with subjective rules called laws. It's the epitome of insanity. So when I'm, See, see here, this is a key point here from my bullet points. When a process starts with immorality, that process is immoral. Even if some people <clears throat> are punished for initiating aggression towards others. And people just, people just will never fucking be able to let go of that. People will never be able to let go of that. As long as someone gets punished for, for doing something immoral, they don't care how immoral the whole process of that was. And, that ha and those have huge universal implications huge universal implications and people are just fucking stuck man they're stuck stuck they are stuck on this system i mean just hard-headed man people will never want to look at that never continuing on Immorality outweighs morality. It's just the truth, folks. Once again, I've been over this. How many immoral behaviors are there? A very small amount compared to all the moral behaviors. Just one example, theft, murder, assault, rape, shit like that. Versus all the billions of behaviors. Eating pizza, painting your living room, working in your kitchen, washing dishes, uh, the millions of behaviors that we do a day. Very small amount. But those small amount of immoral behaviors absolutely outweigh the moral. So that's, that's, the, that's the irony there, I would say, I guess. Immorality outweighs morality. That, that, that's the way I see it. I mean, that's the way I see it. That's, that's my observation and discovery. Once again, hey, it's telling someone, hey, you, you know, you can vote in our little uh, democratic process here. And, um, but also, uh, you also have to give us a, a portion of your earnings. And if you don't, we're going to kidnap you and throw you in a cage. That absolutely outweighs allowing them to, to participate in some process. Well, you, you, you can participate in some process and, and vote for someone who may reduce what, what you need to pay. That's ridiculous. The immorality of 
forcing someone to surrender their rightfully earned resources with the threat of violence, kidnapping them, throwing, in a throwing them in a cage, further fining them, <clears throat> maybe first, and then if they don't comply, uh, kidnapping them, throwing them in a cage, and if they don't want to comply with that, assaulting them, and if they don't want to comply with that, killing them. Okay? That absolutely outweighs allowing someone to press a fucking button on a stupid machine. It's a joke. And vote for some fucking windbag that's a member of a ruling class. It's a joke. Continue on with the bullet point. These are causal factors. Okay? So, we... We have to get to causal factors, and that's why. That's where people are stuck. People are stuck. People, people don't care about the causal factors. People don't care about having an immoral process to punish people for immoral crimes. They don't care. We have to have a moral process and punish people for immoral crimes, and they don't care. They would rather have the violence, the coercion, the ruling class, They don't care about the causal factors and we just <clears throat> and we descend further into slavery and they don't care. They don't care. As long as it fits their worldview, as long as it fits their subjective morals. Got to get to the causal factors, which is once again to use violence to prevent people from engaging in violence and punish people for violence is still violence. And as a society becomes more moral, that society will become more enslaved. It's a direct, direct equation. Immorality and slavery are synonymous. And this is philosophy. And for my bullet point, I put in philosophy is not circular nonsense. Philosophy, uh, this is, you know, this is what American America was founded on. Philosophy is science and spirituality, man. Philosophy is where it's at. Philosophy is act philosophy is real science and spirituality. That's what that's what this is all about. But people think that philosophy is just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And it's not. Moving on. Moving on here. Yep, walking a tightrope, justice systems. Natural law, episode 73. So let me go to my first bullet point here. A person cannot give justice to another person or community unless they have justice themselves. Justice starts in the individual. I cannot give somebody something that I do not have. I, I talked a little bit about this in past episodes and, and in the last episode, I mentioned a little bit about this, but I'm gonna go over this again. Because this is important, okay? And I want to be very clear here. Go to go to the next bullet point. A person's patriotic duty is to objective universal truth, okay? Because many people think, well, it's your patriotic duty to to be summoned to uh, uh, appear in for the the jury process, and and people used to think that it was your your patriotic duty, and this is starting to come back to be drafted and conscripted into a military and go fight wherever your rulers want want you to go fight. And that's not anybody's patriotic fucking duty, okay? And I'm just looking through my bullet point here. 
I want to mention, I don't mention this in the bullet point, I'm going to mention this. Um, a patriot, folks, is a universal concept. Patriot doesn't mean American. Patriot doesn't mean a police officer. Patriot doesn't mean a, a, a U.S. military person. A patriot is a universal concept. There's patriots everywhere around the world. We need more of them. But a patriot is, once again, a person who puts truth first. That's what, that's what a patriot is. A true patriot is someone who is, I'll say, um, a person who wants to know the truth and aligns with objective universal morals. That's what a true patriot is. And when a patriot is summoned to jury duty, that patriot will first say, is this objective truth? It's not, because it's not aligned with, with objective morals. Because, once again, a summons is a threat of violence. And that is a claim of ownership in, in people. That's slavery. And people will fight this to the fucking day they die. People will fight me on this till the day I die. People will say, people will be willfully ignorant and say, no, that's not what it is. Or people will say, well, yeah, it's not good, but we, we have to have it. Violence to, to, to punish people for violence and prevent violence. Still violence. That's what a, that's what a true patri a person's patriotic duty is to objective universal truth. And the first thing a patriot's going to say is, is this voluntary? If it's not voluntary, folks, it's not moral. Period. End of fucking story. The only time something's not voluntary is when it comes to objective morality and aligning with objective morals. You, you, you have to... You have to align with objective morality. There's, there's, there's no, you, we all have free will choice, but if we want freedom, we have to align with objective morality. That's not voluntary in order to get freedom. But as long as someone is not initiating physical harm to another sentient being, Everything else is voluntary. So, objective, so back to the bullet point. Objective universal truth is freedom. We are all free. We have free will. This is a birthright endowed by creation. It is never the duty of a patriot to accept the infringement on, a, on objectively moral free will choices. Every human being has the right to engage in a behavior that does not initiate harm to another sentient being. That's what I was getting, getting to. Okay. I just kind of threw myself off there for a little bit. But let me just continue with the lesson. Not wanting to participate in, in being a juror is not initiating harm to other beings. 
threatening people with arrest and violence if they refuse to abide by an arbitrary dictate is the initiation of harm to another sentient being. Okay, next bullet point. Juries cannot serve justice if they do not have justice themselves. And people will fight this till the fucking day they die. They will fight it. They're stuck. 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 Fucking stuck, man. Stuck. No, we have to have this. As a society becomes more and more, it will become more enslaved. They will absolutely look away and not even want to hear about causal factors. Don't want to hear it. So once again, juries cannot serve justice if they do not have justice themselves. And when they're attending a process under the coercion and threats of violence and duress and all kinds of shit, which, uh, you know, the, the threats for not attending this jury process is uh, fines, kidnapping and being thrown in a cage, imprisonment, all that stuff. And I think even, even after you're uh, fined in prison, you still have to serve. But next bullet point. It's the same concept, folks. A waiter in a restaurant cannot serve someone unless they have something to serve. I mean, imagine a waiter bringing out a tray with no food on it and pretending to serve somebody. And the people are like, well, where's our food? And the waiter's going to say, yeah, I gave it to you. That's really what this, that's really what this process, this whole process is equivalent to. You can't, you can't serve something you don't have. In order to serve something, you have to have that. You have to have something to serve. You can't give somebody something you do not have yourself. So, here, here's another one. I'll go to this bullet point. U.S. military soldiers cannot give in quotes. So, as as the propaganda goes, democracy to other nations when the soldiers do not have democracy themselves. How the fuck is, is a U.S. military soldier going to supposedly, as the propaganda goes, I mean, this is all nonsense, but <clears throat> as the propaganda goes, give, bring democracy to other nations when they don't even have democracy themselves. From the bullet point, when soldiers are given a directive by their superiors, the soldiers do not gather and make a democratic decision of whether to comply or not. Soldiers are given orders and they obey. Ain't nothing democratic about it, pal. U.S. military soldiers don't even have democracy themselves. How are they going to give that to someone else? You can't. You can pretend to, once again, like the waiter in the restaurant, coming out with nothing on the tray and pretending to give it to people, and the people looking at the waiter like he's nuts. But then again, people can't translate it to the, the propaganda that's involved the patriotic duty and all that bullshit with the with the jury duty. They can't translate that to the whole propaganda and the bullshit that's involved with the U.S. military going around and bringing democracy to the world. Which, once again, folks, uh, I gotta mention, democracy, I've been through this before, democracy does not equal freedom, okay? Democracy does not equal morality. 
democracy is just basically like a majority rule really violence is what it is democracy is just majority rule violence because you can have a democratic process but first it has to be done morally it has to be people have to, the people doing the democratic process have to know and understand that morality is objective but that's not what happens people's morals are subjective and then a democratic process can become immoral so democracy is not synonymous with freedom it's not synonymous with morality but anyway as the propaganda goes bringing um, the u.s military bringing democracy to the world it's a bunch of nonsense but people can't even see through that bullshit propaganda people can't even see through that <clears throat> because once again u.s military soldiers don't even have democracy themselves how can they give that to someone else you can't and people are just stuck in this man they're stuck in this they won't let go and soldiers even with freedom bringing bringing freedom to the world soldiers cannot truly free people when they are not free themselves soldiers aren't even free themselves i mean i want to mention something but i don't know if this is going to take too much time but um so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at, at, at that because I, I don't I really got a lot to cover I don't want to get off on a tangent but um, military soldiers aren't even free themselves they're property they're property of, of the ruling class how can they bring freedom to others they don't have freedom themselves how can they bring democracy to others they don't have democracy themselves in order to serve something in order to give something you have to have that yourself and juries juries cannot serve justice because they do not have justice themselves they're being coerced with threats of violence they're being pre prevented from making a moral free will choice to not want to participate in the process their ability to make a, a moral free will choice is being prevented is being interfered with <clears throat> that's very serious and even when they convict somebody of murder and the person actually really did it the process is still based in immorality it's based in in the concept of a ruling class <clears throat> summoning people like what a king does that's what a king does a king summons his servants her a queen summons her servants that's what rulers do they summon people and a summons is a threat of violence when the ruler summons you you better show up and you better show up the way the ruler wants you to show up or there's going to be violence engaged against you You can't give justice to someone because that whole process isn't justice. And people will still cling to it. No, we have to do this. Well, expect more slavery. 
And people will insist, no, it's not. we're not really enslaved. We're screwed, man. I'm serious. Folks, we're, 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 we're done, man. I, I hate to be so negative. But people will, I just really don't see people ever being able to let go of this stuff. I just really don't. I mean, I'll just go into a little tangent here. Um, just with my elders, who I've told constantly the whole, I've been hammering away at them for at least six years that the whole Trump thing is just, it's just, a, it's, it's a whole controlled publicity. All politics is controlled publicity. I've been hammering out at them. And the whole Trump thing, I, I pointed out, it was just all a big psyop, all <clears throat> just, just pointing out all the objective evidence to them. And they're stuck. They're stuck. They're still railing on about how the liberals are, are they're Fox News watchers. I've been over that. Um, are continuing to to. I guess slander Donald Trump. That's all publicity. It's all nonsense. It's all shit. And they're stuck. They're stuck. Stuck. Still talking about Donald fucking Trump, dude. Oh my God. They're stuck. And this is the way people are. They're just stuck. And they're going to be willfully ignorant. And that's it. End of fucking story. It just drives me nuts, nuts. And you think I'm going to offer some solutions to this jury duty shit, but I'm just, oh man, I just, I, I just really just beside myself with just the willful ignorance, man. People are just stuck. That article the by the, the guy Ralph criticizing my freedom versus tyranny. Once again, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying I think that people should just, should, everybody should just look at my article, Freedom versus Tyranny, We Have a Choice, about the basically based in the non-aggression principle and objective morality and how natural behavioral laws work and just blindly believe it. But you should at least look into it. That's really what I was pissed off about in the response, the feedback article to my article is that the person obviously, Ralph, didn't even read it. And all I want is people to just start looking into this. Start looking into this for yourself. I've never asked anyone to blindly believe anything I say. I don't want people to blindly believe what I say. I want people to look into it. Look into it for yourself. And people just don't want to hear it. People just don't want to hear that morality is objective. They don't want to hear it. They do not want to hear it. I've been I've been through that in Resistance to Freedom. And uh, I'm working on a video, a further uh, video about there was, uh, what I call the American anti-freedom movement. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into that now. I want, I want to get through my, my stuff here. 
Um, so continuing on, uh, immorality outweighs morality in the aggregate. Okay, that's my observation. To the bullet point. Returning to what I mentioned in Ralph's article, the corrections of immorality that Ralph mentioned, like the once again allowing the women tribal nations. Um, dark-skinned people to vote and be citizens do not compare to the immorality of violence and duress for example enforcing uh, prohibition rules the, dr the drug rules called laws okay mandates to ingest pharmaceuticals uh, the what I don't feel sorry for federal employees okay I don't think there should be a federal government. I don't think there should be a belief in government at all, but um, mandating that these federal employees and military people uh, ingest these subs, the, the, you know, the vaccines, what they call the vaccines. And um, also the companies with a hundred or more people um, compelling them to, to vaccinate and all that stuff. And Continuing on, rules forbidding businesses from conducting a moral business, the shit during the lockdowns, um, and summoning people to attend jury duty, and then you got licensure, um, you know, driver's licenses, all this stuff, and requiring people to pay what the euphemism is called taxes, okay? It doesn't compare to the stuff that Ralph was mentioning, okay? And I want to be clear, a lot of this stuff is uh, relative. Um, uh, a lot of all these things that I just mentioned is relative. There's different areas of the country that have different rules called laws around many of these things. Uh, the, uh, the mandate for the companies with a hundred more employees to, uh, have their medical, their freedom of medical choice, uh, uh, Restricted has been, I think, suspended. <clears throat> so that's not really going on anymore. Uh, <clears throat> of course, the the uh, the lockdowns aren't going on right now, and and stuff like that. So there's a lot of these rules aren't ubiquitous across the whole country of of America, but. Uh, you know, the licensure sure is and requiring people to pay taxes sure is. And I think everywhere summoning people to, to attend jury duty is okay. So those are definitely ubiquitous. And those three right there absolutely drown out allowing someone to vote or become a citizen. Oh, gee, thanks. Here you can become a citizen. Fuck you, you know. I mean, seriously, here you can become a citizen, but you better, you better pay your taxes. And if you don't, we're going to, we're going to make your life a living hell and possibly even assault you, possibly even kill you, depending on how much you choose not to comply. So I just wanted to mention that. Okay. Uh, immorality outweighs morality. <clears throat> Definitely, especially in the aggregate. Especially in the aggregate. Because as as more and more people behave immorally in a society, that will translate to increased slavery in a society. 
and, it, and that's a big one. And I've been over that in my in my podcast, and I'm and I'm just going over this again. And this is very important. And people just people just don't want to hear this. Don't even want to hear it. Don't even want to hear it. Let me let me see if I elaborate more on this. Uh, let me continue with my uh, um, bullet points here. So, uh, when immoral behaviors coincide with moral behaviors, the result is still immorality. Just because you get some moral stuff going on, you, you still have immorality. Especially if the immorality, I mean, really, when it comes to what's immoral, objectively immoral, they're all forms of, of theft. Okay, they're all forms of theft. The, stealing someone's, once again, like jury duty, stealing, stealing someone's ability to make a moral free will choice. Um, uh, rape, stealing someone's freedom to uh, choose who they want to have sex with. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to go through this quickly. Um, murder, stealing someone's life. Assault, stealing someone's right to remain unharmed. Okay? And those are big ones. Those are big ones. Allowing someone to vote and then taking property from them, the taking of the property absolutely destroys allowing them to participate in some selection process, which is a joke. It's all a controlled publicity. I mean, that absolutely, it's allowing someone to become a citizen. What does that even mean? That really doesn't mean anything. It just means you're an official slave now. That's all. That doesn't even compare to stealing, stealing someone's resources, putting somebody under duress and, and making them feel compelled to give up their resources because they're concerned that they're going to have violence engaged against them. That's people having to give up their property, their, their bodily sovereignty. Absolutely pales in comparison. I mean, absolutely destroys allowing someone to participate in a, in a selection process, allowing someone to be some imaginary thing that's called a citizen. It doesn't even mean anything. Bodily sovereignty means everything. Property, life, liberty, and property. Property, property means everything. My body's my property. I'll put my I'll put what I want into my body. I'll choose not to put what I want into my body. If I don't want to put something in my body, I'm not putting it in my body. If I want to put something in my body, I'm gonna put it in my body. The resources I earn with my use of my body, with the use of energy in my time, spending time, that's the real currency, spending time is mine. No one has a right to make a claim on that. I don't care if someone says, hey, you can participate in this selection process. Fuck you. So let me continue. Um, I, I forgot where I was. Uh, 
So there it is. Yeah, I, I know where I am now. Um, continuing on, as the numbers of immoral behaviors increase, as well as the lack of equivalence between moral and immoral behaviors increase, slavery will increase in that society. So that's really what I that's really what I kind of explained there. You're allowed to participate in some selection process, which previously you weren't, and now you are. That's moral, okay. I mean, really, that's just a privilege to engage in a right. But then you have to feel you have to forfeit rightfully owned resources with the threat of violence. And that's definitely there's no moral equivalence there. And once again, like I like I said, the core <clears throat> objectively immoral behaviors, murder, assault, rape, theft, some examples, um, really absolutely destroy any moral behavior. When, if I, if somebody chooses not to murder somebody, and then another person murders somebody, the person choosing not to murder somebody, you're supposed to fucking do that. You're supposed to not murder people. But when we murder people, that immorality outweighs people not murdering people. Hey, we're not murdering people, but those people are murdering people. Legitimize violence. The Samara, you know, the people being summarily executed on the streets of America by police. It happens a lot. I think about a thousand times a year. That absolutely outweighs people not doing that to people. And people think, well, we we have. <clears throat> just going to give a real quick example. This is this is not. Uh, anything objective uh, and this is not anything uh, that I I've taken the time to to collate or anything but you got 300 million people and just say 250 million of them are not murdering people but you got 50 million of murdering people that's gonna the 50 million murdering people is gonna pale in comparison that that's gonna that's gonna bring absolute slavery to a society Maybe I'll I'll probably take a note and discuss this in, in in the next episode a little bit more. I've been over this. I've been over the aggregate numbers and stuff like that, but maybe I'll, I'll do it again <clears throat> and talk about the lack of equivalence and stuff like that. But choosing, when one person chooses not to murder somebody and another choose, person chooses to murder somebody, that person choosing to murder somebody absolutely outweighs the person choosing not to murder somebody. And then when you get a society of, say, just, I'll keep it on a small scale, say like 50 people and 25, I mean, what's, uh, <clears throat> You know, 10 of them murder 10 people. Now you're down, you're down 10 people. You're down to a society of 40. That society is becoming more enslaved, even though, even though 30, 40 people 
you had 10 people who were murdered, but you had 40 people that were choosing not to murder somebody. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to discuss this a little bit more in detail. Um, I have to take a note about this, but for the purpose of just continuing on with this lesson, <clears throat> the really all of the immoral behaviors absolutely drown out any moral behavior. And as the society becomes more moral, that society will become more enslaved. And especially, say, with the 10 people who murdered the, the 10 people in the society of 50, when the other 30 people turn a blind eye to that and don't hold those 10 people accountable. And they say, oh, well, that was, that was legitimate because the 10 people that were murdered weren't doing what most of the people in the society wanted them to do. That, that's how you get that dynamic as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm just observing and discovering and learning all this stuff myself, folks. And, you know, somebody listening to this would probably like say, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And you know what? Fuck you. I don't care. Because I absolutely do know that morality is objective and there are natural behavioral laws that exist in, in, in this in this universe and the consequences are going to be what they're going to be and we have the free will to choose whether to behave morally or immorally period end of story so i'm going to move on <clears throat> so in the case of jury duty forcing someone to divert from a moral free will choice via the threat of the rest and violence which is choosing not to attend jury service to punish a murderer does not outweigh the original moral behavior in large numbers Okay, so that's how that's how you get that dynamic. Okay, punishing a murderer, that that's that's a good moral action. And when you have one person that was had let's say for example had a you know metaphorically had a gun pointed at them or even not, maybe even literally had a gun pointed at them and say review this evidence and see if this guy committed murder. And then the person reviews the evidence and says, yes, this guy committed murder. Let's, let's throw him in a cage for a very long time. Um, which once again, I don't, I'm not for prisons and all that shit, but I don't feel sorry for people who initiate physical harm to other sentient beings. But so you had something moral that happened. A person was punished for initiating physical harm to another sentient being, but at, but the person judging, the person weighing the evidence and making, participating in the decision was also a victim of an initiation of, 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 of uh, physical harm, okay? They, they are having harm initiated against them. So while on that individual basis, that person being punished for murder does carry a lot of weight when you, when you translate that to now 12 people under the threat of violence to make that one decision, that immorality is now increasing in society. And that's absolute ownership of people. And that has huge implications. And as you have more and more, I mean, there's, 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 you know, there, there's thousands of people that, that, 
at a time that are that are threatened with with violence having a physical harm and having the threat of physical harm uh, uh, being initiate them if they refuse to comply happening and as that grows in a society you're you're going to get increased immorality and even if you have a couple murderers that actually murder somebody punished the immorality of summoning people and people not being able really in the aggregate when you have people that don't even own themselves you have ownership of people you're gonna that's huge immorality and that immorality absolutely drowns out the punishing people for actual objective immoral behaviors as the society becomes more morals as society becomes more enslaved as the numbers grow in society you're gonna get slavery and people will fight this to the end and and this is what walking a tightrope's about trying to correct the immorality and keep the morality get the immorality out of out of the process uh, next bullet point a victim has every right to punish their transgressor aggressor okay of course the victim is biased right you know the victim was attacked by the aggressor but you know a lot of people think oh well you know we don't want to go down that road because then we're going to get you know the the lynch mobs and all that stuff and to prevent immoral lynch mobs people must understand objective morality that's how you get rid of the lynch mobs i talked a little bit about that before you get rid of the lynch mobs by by um knowing and understanding objective morality and i absolutely think a victim has every right to punish their transgressor i think the victim should be be the main one making the decision of punishing their transgressor oh it, oh you can't have that because that's bias yeah if someone fucking attacks me you bet your ass i'm going to be biased bet your fucking ass i'm going to be biased that's normal and i should have uh, be able to weigh in on the decision because i i i mean that the victim is your best evidence but more on that I, i'm just gonna continue on um continuing on so here we go with jury duty um i have on my bullet point the third and seventh amendment actually the third amendment is i i thought third amendment was speedy trial it's it's, it's uh third amendment's actually about uh soldiers from what i looked up uh soldiers the you know quartering in in people's homes and that amendment forbids soldiers quartering in people's homes so it's the third amendment doesn't have anything to do with jury trial it's the sixth uh sixth i i'm pretty sure is the guarantee is uh the right to a speedy trial speedy judgment and the seventh is a right to a jury trial uh, by your peers and that's all fine and dandy but uh you know that that uh, has to be a voluntary process well, i'm going to continue on the court systems have their own language you know the summons the contempt of court all that all that stuff and let me tell you something folks you're going into their court it's their court and i'm just going to read a couple things from this pamphlet that i got for the jury duty here let me get my magnifying glass and my light here 
Um, and it's it's uh, really well. Here's the. I'll start with the penalties for failing for failure to respond or appear. Uh, any person who fails to respond or comply with the summons may be fined up to a thousand dollars, imprisoned up to three days, ordered to perform community service or a combination thereof. And I'm sure after all that, you still have to serve. <laughs> Yipper, that's how that works. Uh, let's see here. I, I wanted to look at this is a this is a good one. Um, let me just take a second here to look at this. So I'm just looking at some things from this, uh, con my conscription notice, my summons and all this shit. And uh, um, it says, is jury duty mandatory? And of course, what do you think they're going to say? Yes. Um, it's a, you know, just some questions on the, on the pamphlet here. And it says that the constitution guarantees the right to a trial by jury in both criminal and civil cases <clears throat> and that your participation makes that possible but once again people are being coerced via the threat of violence to participate is that in the constitution i don't know but you know what i wouldn't be surprised if it is folks let me tell you something about the constitution constitution is you know there's a lot of good things in the constitution but it's also it's a slavery document there's there, there's there's moral things in the constitution is immoral things okay so let's be very clear I'm not, I'm no Mr. Constitution person, but, um, once again, it doesn't mention that they're threatening you with violence to attend. Okay. That's, 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 that's a ruling class. That, that's, that's what a ruling class does. Okay. This is, has nothing to do with a free, free society here. And, and said, so, and there's another question in the questions, uh, section, what protects my employment while serving jury duty? And it says that, Jurors are protected from being discharged, intimidated, or coerced by an employer because of a because of a jury service or something. So there it is. They're they're now they're not only threatening the person who's summoned with violence for not summoning, but now they're threatening the person's employer. I mean, the, 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 who knows how how much that could affect an employer? They may need to find somebody else. Depending on how long the 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 person is being compelled to participate in this jury duty, so now they're threatening the people's employers with violence as well, threatening the employer with violence. And it, 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 and it says it says that that the federal statute is preventing people from being coerced by an employer. So it's, it's not okay for your employer to coerce you, but it's okay for this entity called government to coerce you. It's, this is all moral relativism, folks. And this is a process that once again is not based in justice because the process starts with an injustice, which is servitude, slavery, being summoned. And, look, and, and some of this stuff here, uh, this is some of the precautions now with this, you know, the SARS-2 bullshit, you know, that they're doing over at the state house there. And they got face masks and temperature screening. And, and we're all going to be wearing face diapers. I mean, I don't have to wear a face diaper, but then again, they're not going to let me in a facility. And then I'm not going to be able to participate in the jury duty. And then I'm going to face 
violence for not for really when it comes down to it not wearing a face diaper a mask okay and doing temperature screening shooting you with the stupid temperature gun you know the sheriff's officer there acting as a doctor and and folks these people who work in these facilities go through just every day imagine that I don't know how these people do it go into this state house with their masks on getting their temperatures taken and also it says here um, they do a daily health assessment every day they go into work they have to do a health assessment and, and people actually want to do these jobs people actually want to work in this state house this is what people are willing to do for a fucking paycheck where I'm where a face diaper mask every day have a daily health assessment every day they come to work it says they are, they have all the the bullshit spacing and all that stuff which is all nonsense and and it, it's just I just wanted to read just a couple things from these pamphlets that have I was sent it's horseshit and folks I don't know how people can put themselves through all that just for a paycheck this is what people are willing to do folks and this is why this system continues the system continues because people are willing to do whatever they they're asked of for a paycheck no matter how how much of an imposition and how much it, it violates their bodily sovereignty and their freedoms and I'm sure they're all I'm sure many of these people in the state house are federal employees so they're being forced to I, I think that's still going on the the vaccine mandates for federal employees I think that's still going on um, but this is what these people go through just for a paycheck wearing a mask every day doing a daily health assessment every day it's what daily means every day all that spacing and distancing and all that stuff man oh people will do anything for just a paycheck just a paycheck these people and once again there there should be no one that would want to do these jobs and go through this but people are willing to do these jobs so the process continues it's unbelievable it's unbelievable what people will do for a paycheck I just I can't get I just can't get over it I just can't get over it these people go through this every day it's disgusting I'm gonna continue a justice system must avoid the initiation of physical harm at all costs Just thinking about what those people go through every day coming in getting their head scanned by the temperature sensor not even having their temperature taken by a doctor by a by a sheriff's officer or police officer or whatever state police whatever whatever they are order followers with their masks on completing their daily health assessment just doing all that distancing nonsense all for a fucking pittance a paycheck it's disgusting
It's disgusting. This is what this this is what our society has been reduced to. As a society becomes more and more, we'll become more enslaved. This whole justice process is is starts with with the threat of violence and violence, and you're going to get slavery. So let me and. That's this, uh, like I said, a justice system must avoid the initiation of physical harm at all costs. And compelling someone to participate in a jury process via the threat of violence is an initiation of physical harm. <clears throat> you are harming someone physically there. The prevention of someone making a moral free will choice does physically harm somebody. That's that's that is a physical state. That's a that that's a person doing things with their physical body. A moral free will choice is something that somebody does with their physical body. It's not just insulting someone and or hurting someone's feelings. That's not what this th that is. Okay. Your when a summons comes in and says you have to go to jury duty, and that person's physical body, that person in their mind has to has to say, well, if I make a moral free will choice to not go, I'm going to have duress and violence engaged against me. So. I don't want that to happen to me, so I'm going to go to this. Um, you're taking someone's physical body from where they would be and taking it to where you want them to go, where the state wants you to go. And that is an initiation of physical harm. Absolutely initiation of physical harm. And uh, I also wanted to mention, they say, they, they tell people that uh, when they have to, that the state, I guess, will pay them $50 a day and $60 a day if they're there for a long time, which is a joke. But first thing, I don't even want their fucking dirty, dirty money, taxpayer money, their blood money. Because that money's, folks, let me tell you something, <clears throat> governments don't have money governments have other people's money and once again also money's printed for stuff that governments do and all that kind of stuff that's how the the fractional reserve banking system works but as far as the extraction of resources from people theft extortion what they call taxation that's not their money and I don't want the government's dirty blood money. And you know what? My free will is not is not going to be bought off. You're not going to buy off my free will. You're not going to threaten me with violence. And to so and I choose to go through all that shit. Going into that courthouse, having to wear a fucking face diaper and daily fucking health assessment. Having my temperature screen with the fucking gun. All those violations of my moral free will choices. 
and the physical harm to my body, having to remove myself from my location and bring my body to this courthouse. You're not gonna buy. You're not gonna buy me off with, with with any money. I don't care how much money it was. And you look at these fucking whores who work in the, these state houses that'll go through all the all this shit on a daily basis for a paycheck. Yeah, I said that, and I'll say that to someone's face, man. I will. If somebody comes up to me and say, I wear, I'm a federal employee, I work in the state house, I wear my mask, I do my daily health assessments, did you call me a whore? I'll say yes. Absolutely. 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 I, I, I will stand by that. I will say, yes, I said that to their face. Because I really mean this, folks. But you're not going to buy. You're not going to buy off my free will. You're not going to offer me a little pittance for me sacrificing my free will and my freedom. Not this one. Yeah, I'm going to comply because I don't want violence to be engaged against me. But you're not going to buy me off with your blood money, your dirty money that's stolen from people, your dirty money that's been printed by the fucking ruling class of the world. Fuck you. Not gonna buy me off. And, and once again, folks, in this world, when you make moral free will choices, you, you, you're gonna suffer for it. God only knows what's going to happen with this with this nonsense. But I'm going to continue on, okay? <clears throat> with a bullet point. Objective universal laws of morality must be the foundation for walking a tightrope. Must be the foundation for anything. Okay? Any behavior that we do. Okay? I want to add that. The concerns for safety and fears of others... You know, fears of what other people will do and all that kind of stuff must be assessed by a cost-benefit analysis to determine a solution that either reduces immorality or aligns with morality. This is like a harm reduction strategy here, okay? This is, you know, with walking a tightrope, um, a harm reduction strategy. And that's what we got to start doing, a cost-benefit analysis. I mean, even with this courthouse shit, a, first, a big first step would be to say, well, let's do a cost-benefit analysis here. What What is the real, I mean, I don't even want to get into the quote-unquote science of, of, of this whole SARS-2 PSYOP, but just look at it practically. The first, a, first, a big first step, a big harm reduction-based walking a tightrope step for this courthouse would just be to, hey, let's, Let's get rid of the masks and the daily health assessments. And, and if, if anybody, you want to wear a mask, go ahead and wear a mask. You want to do a daily health assessment, do a daily health assessment. Um, get rid of the temperature taking. That's not, all that stuff. All that's, an infringe, all that's an infringement on people's rights. It really is. Now, someone says, hey, can you take my temperature? Yeah, okay. 
as long as it's voluntary. That'd be a big first step. That'd be a big walk in a tightrope. That'd be a big harm reduction step. And, that, and that's a joke, really, to be honest with you, because first thing, folks, the state shouldn't even exist. And there, there shouldn't even be a federal entity that that over the overarching ruling class shouldn't even shouldn't even exist. All belief in government shouldn't even be shouldn't even exist. But once again, we're this is harm reduction here and got to start somewhere. And well, there 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 is a start for a walking the tightrope solution. But I'm, I'm going to get a little bit to that. I, I just want to continue on. But that's really what what walking the tightrope is about, really, in a sense. It's a cost benefit analysis. Determining all the conditions, our fears of what others others will do, our concerns for safety, and are beginning to under, know and understand and align our behaviors with objective morality. All that cost benefit, benefit analysis stuff. And I am going to give some examples of that, okay? So let me just move on. People must manage their fears and try to find a solution that is best under the current circumstances. Once again, like the courthouse, managing their fears. I mean, come on, you're really that afraid of a, of a virus? You gotta be kidding me, man. Um, not that there, these, these bio labs out there, not that they aren't creating viruses that could really do some serious damage. Folks, this gain of function research, I've been over it. Uh, I can't believe people just shove their fucking heads up their asses about this stuff, but anyway, Continuing on, for example, removing all drug prohibition rules and providing helpful services for people who are addicted for drugs. I'm going to point that out a little bit at the end here. I really want to start moving on here. Um, next bullet point, a justice system should be a localized concept. Okay. When crimes happen in the community, it is the responsibility of the community to deal with those crimes. I don't even think we should have prisons, folks. Just have the community deal with, with, with the criminal. Have the community deal with the criminal. When I say crimes, I mean objective moral crimes. Rape, murder, theft, um, assault, some examples, okay? Not bullshit crimes, okay? I'm not even going to get into the bullshit crimes, okay? One bullshit crime would be refusing to go somewhere when you're summoned to go there by a ruling class. That would be a bullshit crime. But anyway... A justice system should be a localized concept. Oh, uh, 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 let me see if uh, I'm going to continue with the bullet point here. There should not be a centralized state apparatus that extracts people from their communities to dispense justice at the behest of a ruling class. When, when people from a community are involved in a justice process in their local environment, people will want to be more involved in the process. There, there's a key there. People are going to want to be more involved in, their pro, in the process of dealing with justice within their own communities because it affects them the most. When we remove all these people from our communities to this centralized location, people don't have that connection to their community and, and people aren't gonna people aren't gonna wanna participate in that process, but people are gonna be more interested in and more wanting to participate in a justice process when it's in their local community and it affects them directly. Next bullet point, people will be more closely connected with the people involved within both the crime and the punishment. Will there be bias? Of course there'll be biases, but there's checks and balances for that. What's, what's one of the checks and balances? Understand, knowing, understanding, and aligning with objective morality. 
That's the start. That's the start to all harm reduction, walking the tightrope based solutions. Knowing, working to know, understand, and align with objective morality. Doing that cost benefit analysis. Starting, starting to make little chink, starting to make small, I guess, like in the movie, What About Bob, right? Baby Steps with Dr. Leo Marvin and his book, Baby Steps, <clears throat> right? That movie was funny. Uh, Bill Murray and uh, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Bob and Leo Marvin, Baby Steps. Um, continuing with the bullet point, there will not be a need to threaten people with violence via a summons to attend a jury selection process that is located many miles away from the residences. There's no connection there. There's no connection there. Next bullet point, the only overarching ruling entity is the universal laws of objective morality. There is no need for a ruling class to act as parents of the populace. People have their own justice systems in their local communities aligned with Spooner's quote, natural justice, objective universal morals. And all those mini justice systems all align with the overarching ruling apparatus, which is not human. It's natural behavioral laws of objective universal morality. That's how we get this done. That's how we get this done, folks. Next bullet point. Is it an initiation of harm if another person has already committed a moral crime? Well, let me just read this a little bit. All right. I'm just going to read this again and try to remember why I put this in here. But um, So last bullet point. Is it an initiation of harm if another person has already committed an immoral crime, got away with the crime, and the person is not in the act of another crime, and people in the community are using physical force against the criminal, okay? So a person assaults somebody, and the person who was assaulted knows that the person did it, and the person ran away and got away with the assault. And now the people in the community are going after this person. This is tough stuff, okay? I think actually this question <clears throat> may be a little bit ahead of these concepts I'm presenting here, these inside the box harm reduction based concepts, because this is this is this is advanced. The, I mean, this question really is for a community that's really starting to know, understand, and align with objective morality. I, I don't I, I I don't know why I put this in here. I don't know why I put this in here. I must have been thinking of something, but once again, I don't want to spend, I want to keep going on. I want to <clears throat> get through this here. Um, but I would say that's a question for a more advanced society, a society that is at, in a higher level of consciousness. Once again, that's, that's a good question. I just want to be clear. It's a good question to, to, to ponder, but right now, I say we're way far away from that. So once again, let's let's go far away from that last question and let's go deep and in, deep inside the box here. Okay. And this is just a little, I made a little chart. And for those of you that can see the video portion, it's 
there's a chart here with three columns in the blue I got right moral and then on the that's on one side and then on the other side I have in the red wrong immoral and in the middle I have a gray section of boxes and that's walking the tightrope and I have an arrow that's going that's aligned with that gray section pointing upward and in that arrow it says solutions and on the right side of the caption uh, picture here that I'm showing there's a American flag and I wrote 1776 and folks I want to be very clear once again the declaration I think we should we should have stated the Declaration of Independence but the Declaration of Independence was not perfect it was not perfect and I we could have moved on from there and raised our levels of consciousness but then again on the other side on the wrong side where the red is I have that caption that I put up uh, about the disinformation board and the communist star and the Department of Homeland Security's Ministry of Truth picture and it says 2022 that's where we're at that's where we're at man and so I'm just gonna go over a couple solutions here so first I'll start in a lot of people a lot of times I do this a lot and I know others teaching this do it a lot start in the negative talking about once again the few behaviors that are wrong that are immoral starting in the negative but I'm gonna I'm gonna start in the positive all right when I say negative and positive I don't mean it's not a value judgment I don't mean good and bad well it is good and bad immoral and immoral but <clears throat> I meant that negative in in a in a numerical sense the fewer wrong and moral behaviors compared to the billions of, of, of right moral behaviors okay but the, and also defining something in a negative meaning actually more a better explanation would be talking about in a negative meaning talking about something that you're not supposed to do as to something that you do have the right to do something that you should not do uh, uh, as opposed to something you should do you, you should not initiate harm to another sentient being as opposed to and that's a few behaviors compared to what you should do which is which is which is you should you I, I think I messed it up in the negative <clears throat> so the right moral behaviors are the behaviors that you should do and those are billions of behaviors as compared to the behaviors that you should not do which are the wrong immoral behaviors and are as far as objective morality okay there's many subjective things that we should not do as uh, according to once again if I think that someone should not paint my living room blue well then that's a subjective thing but of course objective thing is I should I Think that someone should not initiate physical harm to another sentient being so let me just try to get focused here um and just these are just a couple solutions okay and once again folks i'm trying to get a lot of information in a short period of time um i try not to go too long with these episodes but so uh, I, i'm you know, a little choppy and once again 
you know, it's 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 tougher now that I'm not doing this work full time. So I mean, let me just move on. <clears throat> so I'm going to start in the positive. Okay, in the right moral, which is positive, meaning that that is a value judgment. The value is moral. The value is good. And and positive meaning the behaviors that we should do. So I'll start with the drug rules called laws, prohibition rules. So right moral in the blue, eliminate prohibition rules called laws. Ingesting a substance and distributing substances to willing customers is a right. It just is, folks. Okay. And now I'll go all the way over. I'll jump over the tightrope, the middle line, and I'll go to the wrong. Okay. Immoral behaviors, the behaviors that we should not do, and the few behaviors that we should not do. And prohibition, I put an S on that. Uh, I missed that. That's a typo. Prohibition, it should be, it says prohibitions, but it should be prohibition. Prohibition rules backed by violence that punish people for use of drugs and sale of drugs. Okay. That's wrong and moral. Okay. So how do we walk the tightrope? What's the middle solution here? Well, I would say a good start would be eliminate all prohibition of ingestion everywhere. It has to be everywhere, folks. Everywhere. Every, all over the world. Okay. But once again, I'm just speaking for the U.S. Every state, every county, every town. None of this, this subjective divide bullshit. Start there. That's objectively moral. Let's eliminate all prohibition of ingestion. And then next, let's begin to address what to do about distribution. Because once again, right moral. Folks, say what you want. If the the transaction is mutual and voluntary and a person wants those drugs another person has every right to sell them to them <clears throat> and once again we can get into how do we deal with people who intentionally sell people products that they either know could could harm a person even kill a person like the pharmaceutical companies folks I'm not even going to go there, but, or even intentionally sell people something or give people something that could kill them or harm them. Uh, once again, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with the vaccines in the, I think it was the, the Congo or whatever, the sterilization. It's objective, folks, that they, they, they were caught. But I don't want to, I'm just making some mentions here, okay? These are all things we have to consider. We have to be realistic. We have to be realistic about what's what's going on in our world, okay? Um, now back to right moral. And just another solution. Uh, eliminate jury duty coercion. All justice is aligned with objective morals and locally based. That's right moral. Now let's go to the wrong immoral part of that. Summoning people to participate in, in a in jury process, it should be a, I, I don't, 
I must not have gone over this good enough, but summoning people to participate in a jury process via threats of violence. Okay, so how do we, what's the middle solution? What's the inside the box solution? How do we start with a solution here? Well, we walk in the tightrope. All summoning will cease. Offer voluntary jury service. service. And then we could reduce the amount of subjective crimes that exist. That's a start. So those are some concrete little solution, harm reduction based solutions there. And I'm just going to wrap it up for this episode.